Hope y'all are ready. Yeah, I mean, we're already we're sponsored by Surge, right? Yeah, Surge. Speaking Just don't of... say that other. Don't say that other word. Mm, Surge. <laughs> mm. Put that in the uh, podcast. That's, that's where we start. That's where we start right there. I know you're not actually drinking it, but I sure wish you were. Everybody, welcome to the forecast episode 102. Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you would like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash we are the horizon community, or you can check out our discord channel, or you can check out our website at we are the horizon.com. We do have a ton of original content there for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. Uh, I am your co-host, Aaron, responsible for checking in on the sanity of those that are joining me during, you know, this fun stay-at-home time. So, Alex, how's it going for you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good? Some video games, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jake? I'm dead. I'm a ghost. Jake's just dead. All right. Yeah, I killed him. I got the corona. Jake's ghost. All right. Caleb? That's me. I'm good. I'm fine. Owen? I'm very committal. I am alive and well. Oh, man. I took away your, I took away your line by doing this, by checking in. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Man. They know that everybody knows that they're welcome here. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Hey, let's start with what we've been starting with, which is Alex time. Version Ooh. 1.5. I love Alex time. What do you got for us this week? Anything? I'm so excited. Uh, I didn't know I was going to do Alex time this week. I've <laughs> been paying attention. Time. We do it every time. Do we do it every time? I every don't know time. about that. Every time. We, we, we can make it to. like Half-Life Alex time where you just say something new about Half-Life Alex. <laughs> mm. Take the pressure uh, yes. off. <laughs> but you, you still have to game. be the one to tell us about it. You do. You do. You do. Uh, Alex time 1.5 is not ready for prime time yet. It's still, uh, it's getting delayed just like every other, everything else these days. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so, um, wow. All right. We're going to push it out about two weeks, two weeks. All right. We expect big things in two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- this, mm-hmm. this should all be cleared up in about two weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Reopening everything. All right. On to what we also do at the beginning of our podcast every other week, which is what have you been playing lately? And Owen, we'll start with you. All right, so um, I have been playing some of the new Animal Crossing update, <clears throat> and it's fun. I like it. I'm What's glad they added the update. Uh, so the update is they added um, a vendor for like shrubbery and bushes and fly- like more flowers and things that you don't normally get on your island. Um, and so that's that's kind of nice. So that way you can kind of green it up a little bit more. Uh, they also added a, another vendor that occasionally pops up and sells uh, art. And there's a now another section of the museum for that art to go in. Um, so they just kind of like added some more stuff to do and a little bit more. And after the fiasco that was the Easter event, go you, Nintendo. Thanks for listening to your fans. What actually went down Easter? So the Easter one, they 
had a like Easter Bunny character show up, and like the idea was that hidden throughout the game, there would all be these Easter eggs. And, you know, you could get them by digging or by fishing or whatever. And then you would take these eggs and you can make Easter-based, uh, <clears throat> uh, like, wardrobes and, 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 and cosmetics and things uh, for with, with those eggs. The downside was that, like, the spawn rate on them was super high. So you could not go fishing anymore. Because pretty much 50 to 75% of every single fish that you would go and try to catch would be an egg. And then every time that you would go to, like, hit one of the rocks to get some sort of iron or stone or clay or something like that, nope, you're just getting earth eggs. Nope, like, pretty much it was, like, everything that you tried to do, you were just getting eggs, and it just flooded your inventory, and you just couldn't do anything else. Like, if you wanted to actually catch fish, you couldn't do it. There was, uh, it was very, uh, like inopportune timing but there was like a fishing event that happened one of the days so like people would go like to your island and have a fishing tournament and you just couldn't participate in the fishing tournament because you're too busy catching eggs and not fish <laughs> it was it was pretty bad was uh, the point of this to be like a, a limited quantity yeah that was the thing and so then they they actually they put a update like pretty much a week into the easter event that was like hey we decreased the spawns of everything so it's not nearly as bad and so that was nice and hmm. the event ended okay but this seems to be a lot more of the content that people are actually asking for of just kind of this kind of thing of being like, yeah, I want to put, you know, different shrubberies or I want to be able to get some of the flowers and things that I've been having difficulty finding from my friends in there. I have one friend of, I think, about 20 people that I have, like, you know, played this game with and go visit their islands. Only one of them has roses. And wow. I was, yeah, like, I was just amazed because I kept asking everybody and nobody had roses until, like, one of my friends finally texted me and was like, oh, yeah, I got you. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, this was the hardest thing to find. So hopefully this will help that out a little bit and you can kind of be able to get those flowers a lot with, with a little bit more ease. Mm. Um, also, in, in the other things that I've been playing is... Uh, Fallout 76 got an update. Why? Yeah, it's game of the year now. <laughs> not, only, not only did it get an update, it's on Steam, boys. Yeah. Wow. wow. Does that mean we can count I wanted it? to use the Bethesda launcher. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they finally did the Wastelanders update, which was adding all of the NPCs into the game. Wow, imagine okay. having NPCs in your game. I know, in right? Fallout that can't be right. It's right? hilarious seeing the ads for it just being like, Fallout, now with NPCs. And Gosh. I'm like, God, what a, what a low bar that they've wait, set wait. for themselves. Let, 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 let's pause for one second. This game was released in 2018. Yeah. And we have now released... Mm -hmm. <laughs> a patch to, <laughs> to add they put NPCs. the game in. That's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, a bold strategy. <laughs> See if it works out for him. I, I, well, I, so I've, I have played through one of the quest lines, and I have ran around a bit into it, and I'd like to say that it's really good. Okay, you, you know, said the same thing about Fallout seventy six. <laughs> yeah, so Fallout seventy six had its problems, but it was still a lot of fun, and I was still like, hey. You know, if it's on the $20, $30 side, buy it. You will get enjoyment out of that game around that worth. I can I could validate that much. Definitely do not buy it at 60 For uh, what? 
for for what it's worth, if you just Google Fallout 76 and it brings up the people always ask, the top four questions are, is anyone still playing Fallout 76? Why is Fallout 76 so bad? Is Fallout 76 good yet? And how much does it cost? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let me answer that. Uh, People are still playing it, although the few of us. Uh, It is... It was pretty bad at the start. There was a lot of different issues with it. Uh, there was just game-breaking bugs, servers crashing, uh, just weird things. It was not a great thing at the start, but it was still fun to be able to play with your friends uh, and kind of build your own camp and have that Fallout world. And kind of, there was a lot of, it was it was a very good masterclass of storytelling through environment because it was the only way story was being told. Mm. Um, and so... Like, Bethesda just has always been good at that. So that was just a thing that they heavily relied on. And now they don't have to because they have NPCs there to also tell stories. And it works so much better. They should have done this from the fucking start. I don't know why they didn't, but it's great. Um, And I would say that, yeah, I think that it's good now. And I think it's, what, $40 on Steam, unfortunately. So, I mean... Maybe wait for one of those famous Steam sales and then grab it and come join me. It's like so. So here's here's the thing that I would say about the NPCs finally being added and the quests that they added with the NPCs. Uh, they tried to like tie it into like the world of Fallout, being like, ah, well, the people are now here because all of these other vaults have opened and all of these people have started moving in, and that is why you now see NPCs. Which I was like, sure, fine, like trying to cover your tracks i think it's dumb but great uh but i do enjoy the npcs being there there's now kind of these random encounters that you can find people uh searching through houses like you would find players and they're like oh no it's just an npc that's like trying to find stuff and you can go and interact with them and that's kind of neat or you know they added a couple different um enemy types because now instead of just being the humanoid scorched you also have like the uh mothman followers the cult of the mothman all of these like humanoids that'll fight you on on site and so that's kind of fun you know it's it's nice that you've got new new baddies to to go against that have a different kind of weapon set and a different play style uh but as far as like the npcs for the quest lines go i feel like the quests have the quests are just really good, and I very much enjoy them. They are of the same quality that you would find of the side quests inside of Fallout 4, if not better. I think that the animations on the characters are actually really, really well done. Uh, it's like, you know, you don't have, like, that weird mass effect, you know, your head being cropped or, like, weird bugs with that. They actually, like, really did a good job to try to polish the characters uh, and deliver some very good storylines that i was enthralled by the one that i went through first was the one closest to the entrance of the vault uh which is the the wayward it's like this bar that pops up and so you help this bar person find their bouncer that is lost somewhere in the waste and you know help them with all of these things and go try to find this like buried treasure and it was actually just like a lot of fun i really enjoyed that quest line and i was like wow this is well written i'm invested in it and i think that if this is the level of things that they're going to do for future bethesda products i'm I'm in for whatever the next Fallout and the next Skyrim uh, is. Like, this is very well done. And so I was just kind of look at it and I'm like, that's really great. Why the fuck didn't you do that at the start? 
to play devil's advocate to your we've polished the you know the NPCs are polished. Um, there's they're already talking about how there's a bug where they've have NPCs that are permanently stealing your in-game items. Yeah. So the NPCs that give quests are nice and polished. The NPCs being in the game are not. Like that's just still they're bad at coding. But I feel like a lot of that is them trying to. Can, can I just say later. again? This game came out in October 2018. Oh, yeah. They have had 18 months to work on stuff, to figure out how, hey, let's just get these NPCs right. One thing right, please. Look, okay, Bethesda doesn't have experience making NPCs. But <laughs> we're all thinking it. They've true. never made a game with non-player characters in it. This, this is the first one. That makes They've sense. They've never done it before. So how mm. would they get it right on their first try? Be reasonable, Aaron, please. That's true. Sorry. I, yeah, you know apparently what? the team that made this did not at all ever contact or speak with the team that did their MMO, which just what? boggles my fucking mind. Like, I just cannot comprehend at what point in time that you're like, okay, we're going to make like a small-ish MMO. So just like an MO, I guess. You know, you're just... <laughs> you, <laughs> Multiplayer online, online. game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're not doing the multi-massive, you know, you're just, you're just doing like, hey, just, uh, you know, you got like 30 people in this little server and you're doing this thing. And I'm, I just cannot fathom that at that point in time, they at no point in time thought, hey, we've already made a multiplayer game. Perhaps we should talk to those people about how to make a multiplayer game. They were just like, nah, fuck it, we got it. And then just like made the garbage pile that was Fallout 76 at the start. But it's... I, I give them props for sticking with their community listening to the feedback and trying to make a better game like they didn't just give up on it and say well we fucked up let's bury this and on to the next one like they're actively trying to make it a good game and i'd say that yeah just when it goes on steam sale pick it up and you'll have some fun with it i don't think bethesda could have gone to zenimax and been like help us make our new flagship game I mean, they're, you... they're practically part of the same company. Why not? I mean, yeah, but Bethesda's, like, over them. I'd be like, going you're the your boss. To get you're the boss done. and, and yeah, going, go to your subordinate Alphabet and be like, teach me how to do to my Google. job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, have you also been playing some Overwatch? I have played some Overwatch. I was playing some of the um, competitive in the arcade, which is just the old school competitive with no limits on how many of what uh, class that you can be. You can have as many tanks or supports as you want. Uh, the but it still has. What you hero mean by bands. that is as many DPS as you want. Yeah, because nobody plays the other. But but it, but it still has the hero bands, which is kind of interesting. But at the same time, I'm also just kind of like why even bother with the hero bands because you're just gonna have people that still try to run goats which is fun when you're running goats and winning it sucks when you're not running goats and i'm just like well do something about it yeah i think the one time we played it sam was like why don't we try running goats and then we looked and there was no brig so we we're like well i guess that's out <laughs> it does yeah. make that harder uh, also, I know we've talked about this briefly while she was on the PTR, but Echo has made it to actual. What is the regular server called? Just regular <laughs> main server, yeah. Main live. server live is, is now live. Live, live would be the way most people say it. 
So uh, we'll say made it to the current servers that people are playing on. Yes, we'll we'll say that. That's good. We'll we'll go with that. Uh, April fourteenth. Well, if it was Sam, was, it'd be like her release date. Some weird word yeah, you've never be heard like, of. She's mm-hmm. splatter in the meatball. <laughs> <laughs> good good call. Yeah. Uh, close. But yeah, she's live now. She's a character, not nearly as broken as I expected, but still, still very broken. broken. Still very broken. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she had like several patches prior to even That's leaving true. They nerfed PTR. her into the ground pretty hard before she yeah. went live. Yeah. Oh, she still hasn't made it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wouldn't say that she's That's reached fair. like brig levels of nerf yet. So I'm just waiting. She hasn't made it to regular characters level of nerf. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Although, didn't they? She's now out of the rotation, right? Yeah, uh, she's out of competitive immediately. And there's no way you can convince me that they put her in and then took out the two primary people who would be able to stun her and kill oh, her. Yeah, no, no, no. That was on purpose. That 100 percent was. It's like, hey, no, it's not. We're oh, it's going totally to. Random. They they had to have done that on purpose, just so that way people could play it and not just get picked out of the sky immediately. So that way people would have fun playing it and be like, wow, this is such a fun character. I'm going to play her later after she's banned for this week. Why (laughs) did they put her in competitive to begin with? They usually leave them out for a few weeks. I don't know. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I was surprised that she went straight into competitive. I was expecting that. Like, I always enjoy having that like week or two that you can play with her in quick play before it hits competitive because then you kind of get some ideas of how she'll interact with actual comps. Mm -hmm. And instead, they just threw her right into competitive. So every single match, you had somebody playing her and most of the time they were not good and so you're just like please stop playing this person and then occasionally you had like the one person that played it on the ptr and is now playing it over here and was just fucking amazing and just dunking on people and i'm like all right cool why can't every dps player do that i mean don't get me wrong she is very fun to play but she's fun to play because you can just delete enemies mm-hmm with all of your abilities, not just one overpowered ability. All I, I of them. Th- I feel like at this point, the worst part of her kit is the fact that she, and I've seen every single DPS player do this, is you go in, you get mostly, like, most of your life kicked out of you because you just dive into the back line and do something crazy. And then you alt normally into a tank or something, get all of your health back, beat the shit out of more of the enemy team, and then you die in your alt or whatever, which then puts you back at all your full health of your normal character. With all your cooldowns reset. With all of your cooldowns reset. And I'm just like, how is this not broken? This just Just, seems bad. Just for clarification, like if if you are ulting as her and you take over another character or you become another character and you die... You don't die, right? You just go back yeah. to Echo, right? You just yes. go back to Echo. Yeah. The entire so, health pool gone. Oh, now I have an entire another health pool. So that's three it, pools of health for yeah, one hero. It's it's essentially at least six hundred health. At the least. Most likely more that you have to burn through. Like just for that moment, Echo can just do whatever that she wants to do and just dunk on people because you're going <laughs> through three different health pools. And then I've seen some people like do that and like become a support main or like a support character and then just give themselves more health for the remainder of the time. And I'm just like, Jesus, it's just you might as well just start shooting at everybody else because Echo is just going to just going to exist. Totally balanced hero. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, what have you been playing? I mean, so I 
finally finished Hades. Uh, that was the new Supergiant game. game. Oh, game. you finished? I did. I finished, like, the early release? Because it's not yes, early it's access? it's not out yet. Uh, there's this really funny part where you beat the final boss and you, like, leave the <laughs> arena, and then Andrew is just like, listen, that's all the game we have, so we're just going to pretend, like, you lost. And then your character <laughs> dies, and they're like, whoops! How'd that happen? <laughs> So that's kind of anticlimactic. And but some of the characters that you talked to after you died doing that will like reference the fact that it seemed unfair that you just died for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a really good game though. Like I said, I, I think I said this last time. I'm kind of surprised it's still in early access because it feels like a full on like like if I paid full price for this game, I wouldn't be upset. Like it's a really good game. The only reason yeah. I stopped playing it is because I didn't want to just exhaust it all, and then it comes out and I'm like, oh, you know, I already played this for 50 hours. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, the run that I ended up winning on, I rode off like two rooms in because I got like no good upgrades. So I was like, oh, this sucks. But I ended up just getting like a really overpowered combination, which I guess is how roguelikes can go. Yeah. But it was, it, honestly, it wasn't even a very fun run. It kind of sucked. But it, oh, I won. Honestly, that's, that's all that matters. Uh, I also, I was bored last weekend. So I started playing the Arkham games again, starting with Batman Arkham Asylum. And I finished that in like a day. That game is so freaking good. It's like a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was short? really it? I mean, probably twelve hours to be. Wow, that's a hundred percenting. I was gonna say a hundred percent of it here. I, I can even pull up if we care. Uh, my total play time is twenty nine hours, and that's for two playthroughs. So wow. we'll call okay. it fifteen ish. Sure. End to end. Um, but yeah, really good. Uh, going back to it's been kind of interesting just because, like, you kind of don't realize how many improvements they've made to, like, the combat and moving around and stuff until you go back to the first one. And you're like, oh, wow, the Batclaw gadget is terrible. It's garbage <laughs> in this first game. Wow, it takes, like, five years to get someone, and you make them, like, a little off balance. Like, it's really bad. But you also realize that the triple battering they give you in this game is fucking busted. Because you're doing a stealth section, and it's like, okay, there's like four guys left. I can knock three of them down in one move, and then just beat up the last guy, and I, I win. Like, none of the stealth sections even slowed me down going back through this game. Which I thought was really cool. Um... Also, the environmental storytelling in this freaking game kind of blows the other ones out of the water. It's so much tighter. Uh, everything feels yeah. really detailed and purposeful. And the way, like... So the plot of the game is you're on, like, Arkham Island, which is, like, the insane asylum in the Batman universe. And all the villains escape, and they, like, take over the island. And it, like, changes as you go through the main story, which is really interesting, going back to, like, the main hub area. And you see, like, there's different enemies... And you can see, like, buildings are different. Like, it's it's so cool. I'm trying not to spoil it, because I know at least Aaron hasn't played these freaking games yet for some reason. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to be gentle on the spoilers. I, well, when I know how much I'm going to feel like Spider-Man, then I will probably... Yeah, you do never feel been able to... a lot like Spider-Man. Just, okay, <laughs> all right. See, all right, okay. So uh, I did, I also started playing Arkham City, which is the next one. And man, that game's so good. It's just, it's just really, really good. Like, seeing some of the foreshadowing they do for later story events in that game, you just, like, you don't even really think about it your first time through, but then going back through, it's like, oh my god, they just say that? Like, right away? <laughs> like, wow. 
Like, going back, it's like, wow, that was super obvious, and I'm an idiot for not seeing that plot development coming. <laughs> Did you see some of the, like, same uh, weird game differences in that? Kind of like the Batclaw and the triple battering? Um, <laughs> not so much. I think the difference between City and the next game that I'm not going to name uh, is a lot more minor than between Arkham Asylum and City. Uh, I guess something it made me realize looking back at Asylum again is the Riddler trophies, I think, are handled a lot better in City. They are actually like puzzles in Arkham City, whereas in Asylum, it's usually like, oh, this one's behind a grate. Oh, that one's up on a ledge. Whereas in City, it's actually like, okay, you have to hit like these five targets within two seconds. So you have to like position yourself and use a few different gadgets to like actually hit them all at the right time. Hmm. So they're 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 more like puzzles rather than just collectibles to find, which I thought was really cool. Why why third game will not be man? Spoken? I it gets me so freaking <laughs> bent out of shape. It's I freaking hate the last one, man. Like it has so much potential, and they just threw it all away. I'm not gonna rant about it. I haven't played it in a while. But, like, the best way hey, I can good summarize my it's feelings not. about it. <laughs> not, though? What? I was just saying, what if it's good now? I really don't think it is, man. <laughs> like... What if they introduced NPCs or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're listening to their community. Like, oh, we all no. know who Deathstroke is, right? Like, if I say yeah. Deathstroke, we all know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. He's mm-hmm. in the Slade. third game. Yeah, Slade from Teen Titans, right? Yeah, He's yeah. in the third game, and it's like, <laughs> yes... That is going to be a really cool fight. You have a tank battle with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? And that's it. And it's like, do you guys know who Deathstroke is? Because he's not known for driving a freaking tank. He's known for being like one of the few people in the universe that can just one-on-one Batman and maybe win. There's like five people. And like three of them are giant monsters. Slade's just a dude. He's like a ninja assassin. And you're gonna put him in a tank? Why would you do that, Rocksteady? Come on! Who's the who's the guy that has the chests that you go find and then you fight him at the end? Chests? There's like there's like I don't know what they are. They're like consoles or something, but he always pops up and he gives you some puzzle you gotta do. And then at the very end you finally fight him. The Riddler? No. Chests. Oh. <laughs> Are you sure you're not thinking of the Riddler? It's like yes. a big green question mark, Shut right? Up, no. It's an orange I th- guy. I for sure thought you were about to say he gives you riddles. <laughs> no. He's an orange guy. And you were like, ri- uh, puzzles. <laughs> he gives you puzzles. Are you, are you thinking of Taskmaster from Task the Spider-Man Master. game? That's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. That is from, yeah, that's from Spider-Man. Man. That's the game that makes you feel like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The giveaway, he swings on webs. Taskmaster <laughs> does? That's new. In info. Arkham Knight, you drive a tank. <laughs> you know, like Batman does. Oh man. He kind of did that in the Dark Knight. Yeah, well, it's all he freaking do in Arkham Knight. <laughs> so that's fitting. It's fine. Uh, I'm not mad. I will. I'll go next. Uh, I've only been playing a couple things. Mostly, I've been playing Warzone. Um, man, I don't know why this game I'm enjoying right now, but it's just I, filling that that battle royale slot for me. I, I cannot fathom how you still enjoy it because I have been in voice with you playing that game, 
And you always just seem so upset by what is essentially just every single Call of Duty trope. Like, just <laughs> I'll sit here and you're just going to be like, yep, he was just hiding behind a freaking corner camping. Yep, that guy just sniped me from across the goddamn map. Didn't even have a chance. Where did that guy come from? Oh, he was also hiding behind a fucking corner. Like, that is just all I hear while you play that game. And you seem so frustrated. And I was like, why do you even play this, man? I, you know, I think that's just a battle royales in general. There is just a level of frustration when you play them because of the style of gameplay. You do have very, very, very specific different types of players. Players who just literally sprint at everything uh, and they're going for just that like early uh, peak timing, um, you know, when you're when you're pre-firing around a corner. And then you have the other players who are just like laying in a bush somewhere in the middle of a field where you can't see them. They're not really doing anything until you just happen to walk close enough that they shoot you. Part of that has to do entirely with the fact that I've been playing a lot of solo. And normally when we would play like uh, trios or quads, you don't really have that experience. It's more like people are running around in groups. And when you sight somebody, you can just hunt them down. So and I what think that's I, a I'm lot more enjoyable. Is you need to get some friends. Yes, I do. I don't have any. Okay. Do you guys know anyone <laughs> interested in being friends with someone if anyone no. would like to be Aaron's friend <laughs> contact us on our facebook page hit us up in the discord and uh we'll, we'll we'll set up a little play date make it happen i think uh i think battle royales are like inherently unsatisfying anyway because like you have a game like overwatch it's like oh there's two teams you can probably win like half the amount of, like half the time probably on average don't that that's very mean <laughs> Probably i don't like your statistical analysis i mean if you're good that's true you're in a battle royale with 150 people you're probably not winning often no not very often not at so all you're probably just not like you don't get that endorphin rush very much the win endorphin rush no yeah you get the, I'm just slowly walking across the map and I just get lit up from nowhere endorphin rush when you just <laughs> flip out. What is going on? Yeah, that's the kind of endorphin rush. Uh, I've also been playing, man, I was thinking about this the other day. I've been playing a crap ton of RPGs. Uh, if I, if I like, if somebody asked me, hey, do you play any RPGs like a year ago? I've been like, no, I tried one out once. I did like 2.0, Pathfinder 2.0 in the, the little demo came out what did they call that not a demo playtest 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 yeah uh but i've been playing a lot and i've been preparing a lot for my starfinder campaign so it's just been like i'm learning a lot about i used to complain a lot about how rpgs just generally have a high barrier for entry and i've been learning a lot about how that is a very true fact but also at the same time when you learn a lot about the mechanics of the games you can kind of transfer that from one to the next to the next to the next and i think that's kind of neat um Alex, how about you? What have you been playing? Cat Quest 2. <laughs> I have a lot of questions just based on the Quest. Title. Yeah. Step one. Yeah. What happened to Cat Quest 1? It's not co-op. Ah, okay. So what do you do in Cat Quest 2? Uh, you play co-op with the Cassie. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. Except she's what playing you, the dog. What are you character. doing in this co-op play? So, Cat Quest Two is basically like a light action RPG. So the combat is it's an isometric view, like mash your attack button and dot roll to avoid attacks. Um, and you can find 
gear and dungeons and stuff like that. So you you acquire new armor and weapons, and it's got very kind of light mechanics. Like you've got your melee, or you can do magic, which comes down to using wands to shoot ranged abilities, and then you have like a couple of magic abilities you can slot. Um, so like right now I have a circle of fire that can gum up around me or like Cassie has a heal thing. Um, and basically you're just going through this land. You're playing as a cat and a dog. The, the co-op partner gets a dog and it's very funny because you start off in cat land and I don't know the actual name of the land, but it's basically cat land and everybody is very racist to dogs. <laughs> so it's very funny because <laughs> Cassie is just a dog with me. And, I mean, uh, nothing's funnier than racism. That's what I always say. <laughs> we'll just roll up to somebody, and they'll be like, why is a dog here? And it's just like, oh yeah, you know, we're just rolling through Catland. And then we made it like a couple hours in, and you actually transitioned to like a different landmass. Turns out that's the dog land. And now I'm getting racist against Wait, 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 wait. Dogs are racist? I just always assumed that cats were the only racist, like species that would racist. That makes sense. Mm-hmm, Home mm-hmm, pet. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out everybody's racist, just like real life. Yikes. Ouch. Got them all, man. You just got everyone. Gee, man. No, it's, it's pretty light, uh, but it's fun, and you level pretty quickly, so there's like the progression treadmill, and it's got quests and side quests, and there's like a light story element of you're trying to retake your throne from a usurper. And uh, yeah, fun. And I've also been playing a bunch of Witcher 3. Because just come out? I've never new, finished new it. release? Yeah. <laughs> Brand new game. Um, yeah, I last year went was and was like, I'm going to finish The Witcher 3. And I played a bunch of it. And then around September, I ended up stopping. And I just picked it up again. <laughs> From where I was. I'm like 60 hours in. Going strong. I put a bunch of mods on it, so it looks very good. Did you get the nude Henry Cavill mods? Everybody, (laughs) every single time I mention mods in Witcher 3, somebody's like, nude mods, am I right? (laughs) Are we right then? (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) I I searched nude on Nexus, and I got all of them. I applied them all. Smart. That's just smart. Yeah. Well, you searched all related just to make words sure. too, right? Like yeah. nude, naked, clothless, <laughs> clothless, clothless. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Genitals. What's in there? <laughs> There's literally some mods in there. It's like women, but with genitals. I was like, okay. What the heck? I did not apply any of the nude mods. That <laughs> game actually has nudity by default. Yeah. There you go. I was gonna say, isn't Congratulations. there like a sex scene on a unicorn or some shit? Oh yeah, I did that not too long ago. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Wow. Was that when you were like sitting there and thinking, "Oh God, I hope Janae doesn't walk past my door because it's cracked open." No. Did you find that was a different. Was living at home. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different uh, moment where it's just like most of the time it's just completely fine, but then every once in a while there's something on screen. It's like, man, that'd be really awkward if somebody came by. And saw this and thought this is just what I was doing with my life. <laughs> I mean, it's what I think that you do with your life, but. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, golf with your friends. We've got back into that some. 
Did you get the nudity mods for that one too, or? Yeah, my golf ball is nude. Actually, they, it's not they nude. Actually start naked. They they start naked because they added in at some point the ability to put hats on your golf balls. God bless America. Right? <laughs> you know Jake is going to play this now because there's hats. So I put game, right? I put a nice chef hat on my golf ball, and uh, yeah, I mean that's like a simultaneous. Everybody is playing the hole at once. Trying to get the lowest stroke game. Yeah, I've, I've played games like that. With, mm. uh, <laughs> I heard Jake has the lowest stroke. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's putt putt, but it's like crazy, like you know. This is a weird, good podcast. Yeah. Weird maps. <laughs> Who has the lowest stroke wins? God damn it! Who gets it in the hole first? Whoever gets it in the hole first with the lowest amount of strokes. Wow, All right, Caleb, what have you been playing lately? <laughs> so I talked about this last time, but I did finish Half-Life Alex. And that game is very, very good. If you are at all into the Half-Life games, you should absolutely play it. If you're not in the Half-Life games, you should maybe play it. It's still a lot of fun. But the ending, last two levels, very good. I also finally went back and finished the Spyro trilogy, which I started a long time ago when that came out. Man. Uh- the yep. third game's not good. Uh, <laughs> I remember Man, being really good. Podcast, though. <laughs> I remember being really good, and then I played it, and I'm like, "Man, this is this is not great." It looks really nice, but the gameplay is so much better in the second one. The second one's just the best game of the, the trilogy for some reason. So it was good to your child brain. I yeah. know that you like have experience with what's good and bad. Yeah, you know but better. Even even so, the second one, Ripto's Rage, still very good. Still a lot of fun. I don't know. I I don't say I don't get how you can just mess up so bad. But other than that, I've been playing uh, a game called Receiver Two. Did any of you play the first Receiver? Is Receiver the one where you have to like carefully load your gun? Yeah. Yes, I did play that game. I was very bad at it, (laughs) but I did play it. Well, Receiver Two is here now, and it is more difficult because if you're not super careful with your gun and you holster it, you shoot yourself in the foot. Straight. You do that twice in a row, and you just die. Just never holster. <laughs> Why? What are you doing holstering your gun? You're telling me Sometimes I'm going to die from shooting myself in the foot twice? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think not. Well, in the leg, right? So the first one, you, you shoot yourself in the leg, and it just hurts a lot. The second one, you hit that artery, and it's... Oh, yeah, um, there you go. Look, I know some people Femoral, back home that will argue this with you. <laughs> you can get shot in the foot many times and be okay. You grew up in a strange place. You did. <laughs> It's Carroll County. Jake can attest to it. It's fair. <laughs> so this one's harder, and it's got like this weird, almost almost roguelike mechanic where there's like five tiers that you're trying to get through. So you play the first level, and you bypass all the enemies and find all the tapes. It's like your objective is to find these little cassette tapes. And then that bumps you up a difficulty level. And if at any time you die, it drops you down one difficulty level. Or if you leave the game, it drops you down one difficulty Ugh. level. Yeah. Don't like the leaving the game one. That's just bad. Yeah, it seems really annoying. But otherwise, it's, it's pretty interesting. I've only gotten to tier three so far. But it's very hard. Tell you what. Revolvers? Fine. No problem. Pass those levels all the time. Give me a semi-auto. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot so many times. Just don't aim down. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Just aim up at all times. What are you doing? Also, it has this one cool effect where sometimes you'll listen to a cassette tape and it'll get like super dark in like the dialogue. 
and then the voice will like take over and try to like point your gun at you and shoot you. So you gotta like take all the bullets out of your gun, drop the mag, unload it real fast to like prevent yourself from dying. It's a interesting addition. Don't like the sound of that I, at all. Yeah, actually. this that this sounds awful. This sounds like a bad game, my it's, friend. It's very built into the story of the game. But it, it works. Sure. Um, let's talk about some other things. Uh, we have this news section in here that, you know, we always have and sometimes put some news in it. But man, right now, like literally all news is just a dumpster fire. Terrible. Nobody wants to hear anything about it. However, Ooh. we could talk about video games for a second and just plug in some video game news. Last yeah, we never year. talk about video games. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah never at all. Uh, <laughs> last, last podcast, I talked a little bit about um, video game stocks and just video game playership. We talked a little bit about... Um, actually half-life alex and how many players active players they had in fact i was just reading some stats earlier today and they've had eight hundred and sixty thousand copies of that game sold they think that around two hundred thousand people have played on indexes so wow that's a lot of money for indexes um but there's some other neat interesting things that are going on video games right now uh twitch just surpassed three billion hours watched in the first quarter that's the first time in the history of their company they've had that hit that three billion mark nice yeah um i guess there's not enough to watch on netflix and hbo mm-hmm. and literally all the other streaming services it just and quibby no it's that, just fake stats man fake stats, just purely fake let's, stats no let's just put up a game that literally everybody wants to get into because it's all the new hotness and the only way you can get into it is just by watching hours upon hours on end <laughs> on twitch that's a very that good is a point. valid point which you want to talk about that in a second or you want to get into that right now? Whatever, man. I don't know. <laughs> You're the we'll host. hold on to that for one second. We'll hold on to that. I'm not the host. I'm a co-host. Whatever. I've been yelled at before for calling myself the host. <laughs> the uh, MC. I <laughs> Additionally, uh, video game revenue hit $10 billion in March, which is kind of a record number for sales. Um, clearly, a lot of that had to do with Doom Eternal came out, uh, Animal Crossing came out, a whole bunch of other games clearly released in March as well, but People are just obviously spending more time at home, and so video games are on the rise in terms of purchases. Um, Does that count console sales? Yeah, that's total. That's well, it's it's console, it's PC, and it's mobile. I meant like the consoles themselves. Oh, I don't think it counts. It's just digital. That's just digital video game sales. Okay. Um. Hmm. So I don't know that it counts consoles. Like, I know a lot of switches were sold in March. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, that is true. A lot of switches were sold in March because they were just completely out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex, weren't really you one, to get them. the one who's reading that article about the guy who sourced all of the components for a switch and built it himself? Yeah, he didn't want to pay scalpers for a switch. So he somehow sourced all of the individual components that go into a switch and then put it together himself. I saw that article. <laughs> go I, that guy. I guess why not? What the yeah, heck? Uh, the, the the interesting thing I, I I think I find about this about video game sales is clearly um, people are moving more to this work from home strategy and um, the New York Times published an article recently they were talking about how video game sales are significantly up but one of the main issues is that even though these companies are making a lot of money right now they can't really coordinate well like they used to on developing the software that they're working on now um, they interviewed uh, Sven about uh, oh, Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, And he was talking about how like the first week of remote work, everybody was working perfectly, like no problems. 
And they apparently have 300 employees in five different countries. So their coordination effort is pretty intense. Um, but all of those people were working remote and they said like the first week was fine. And then like week two and three and four, it just spiraled out of control dramatically. Uh, they've been having like major problems with ISPs. They've been having issues with, of course, like, you know, people are having to have their kids at home now since none of them are in school. So development is just like tanking on a lot of things. Um, yeah, which I assume is contributing to literally all of the video game delays that are currently happening. Which I'm sure there's tons. They're just trying to prepare us for like two months before they put out Baldur's Gate 3 and then they're like, nah, it's delayed indefinitely. (laughs) We're not putting it out. It's never coming out ever. The way you started that, I thought Sven was going to be like, yep, November. It's coming out (laughs) November. Buckle up. (laughs) Oh, don't do that. (laughs) Fool me once, Sven. Shame on you. What they should do, actually, now that that they can't really do any more work on Baldur's Gate, at least easily, they should just go ahead and release Fallen Heroes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely ready. Right now. It was ready like three years ago, basically. (laughs) Um, Probably like one guy in a closet that's trying to polish it up somewhere. Yeah. Let's talk. By about, the way, uh, the the Switch real quick sold. Oh, go ahead. More than double the amount of consoles in March 2020 than it did in March 2019. Damn! Wow. So, that's a, that's a few consoles. A little perspective. Do you think that was previously anticipated just because people were looking forward to Animal Crossing, or do you think it's like something where people were just like, "I'm Probably stuck inside. I need a console." I think yeah, I'd say both. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Um, speaking of, of, of sort of new video game related things, and we talked about Twitch streaming, uh, let's talk about Valorant for a second. We talked (laughs) about it two weeks ago. Um, we talked a little bit about, uh, people are in the beta and then Alex, of course, just mentioned that numbers are inflated for Twitch because they had a bunch of people playing Valorant and the only way to get a beta key was to spend countless hours watching until one randomly dropped to you. Mm -hmm. Um, which Jake, I think, yeah, did you get one? Did I get one? Yes. Did I install it? Yes. Have I played it? No, I've been playing Batman. <laughs> um, I wanted to... There's been a lot of things going around about uh, Valorant's anti-cheat. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to just bring this up because Alex has kind of a unique interaction with, with Valorant's anti-cheat software. And I thought maybe you could tell the story because I think it's quite funny. Yeah, because I also had Twitch running for days... And I also got a key, and I also installed the game, and then I also didn't play it. So, <laughs> right, yep, we're right there. Yeah, that's good. Content. Good, good journalists bringing you all the news <laughs> on the new hot games. I had to play a f- five-year-old game instead. Um, anyway, <laughs> Valorant's anti-cheat software, which I believe is called Vanguard, is probably the most invasive that we've seen from any company so far. They run a kernel level driver on your computer that pretty much has access to everything which and can do whatever it wants i would say for those people who don't know specifically what that means kernel's like pretty much the lowest level of software operating that happens on your computer it's basically like the interconnection between hardware and your actual actual applications right yeah so it's very 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 low level and has access to a lot of things uh, it's always running. It runs on boot. So, you know, no getting rid of it, really. And then, more recently, they've updated it, and it started to interact with stuff. Like, people are not able to run the game 
if they have certain conditions on their computer, like old drivers or unsigned drivers and things like that. I, and then the other day, I'm like, why is my lighting control for my computer not working at all? Why is the application immediately crashing when I try to launch it? Did lots of research, spent a couple hours tinkering with it, trying, you know, reinstalling, uninstalling, trying different versions, etc. Finally found a post on like the Valorant subreddit talking about how their anti-cheat was blocking gigabytes um, drivers from running because they don't trust them. Oh my god. And so you have to uninstall <laughs> Valorant's anti-cheat to get your stuff working again. Unreal. Like what the heck is that? I, I Which, think you missed the prime like headline from all of this story. Like this is insane, but I I think the the headline that caught everyone's attention I just think is the greatest part of PR was they when everyone was asked them they were like hey this seems like this is really invasive and they said don't worry about it. If we wanted to steal your grandma's recipe for cookies, we would have done it already and sold it online. Wow. Which is not the sentence you want to hear from fucking anybody. No. <laughs> like, no. I, I just like when they when I heard that they said that I was just like, who is their PR firm? And never hire them, because that just seems like the worst possible phrase that you could say when you're dealing with, oh, hey, we have questions about cybersecurity, and your response is, don't worry about it, we would have already stole your information if we wanted to. And I'm just like, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> For real, though. The other thing is, like, it doesn't automatically uninstall the anti-cheat if you uninstall the game, correct? Like, you have to go physically uninstall. It's a, it's a separate list on your... Like yeah. add remove programs list. I, I right. just uh, did it. <laughs> you just uninstalled it. Yeah, just right now. <laughs> I just think it's interesting because we we're talking about how like you know people who are uh, very PC literate may come to the point in which they're like you know what I know that this is still running I can remove it. But a lot of people who aren't and who will download this game because of its level of popularity are going to run into the situation where they have something running kernel level on their computer that. They don't know it's, about. Yeah, they don't know about, and it may be blocking a certain number of things from them to be able, you know, to be able to do. But they don't know, like they don't have the knowledge or understanding that that is the real problem. That's what needs to be removed. That's what's causing the issues. But what about people that are cheating, Aaron? Yes, yes, yes. Cheaters. They exist. Can't get rid of them. To be fair, luck. This probably stops cheaters. It probably does. Like, this level of invasiveness on your machine probably prevents cheating. I don't it, know. It freaking better. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's crazy, like, you talk about uh, PC illiterate people. I think they're going to have, like, the biggest struggle with st stuff like this because there's a lot of people that can't play the game because of the way it's implemented right now and because they'll have, like, a specific out-of-date driver that Valorant wants them to remove from their computer before they'll allow the game to run. Jesus. And the error message that pops up when you run the game and it doesn't work it doesn't give you that information. You have to go submit a support ticket. And then That's they check, insane. like, you, you put in your logs and everything. They check it. They tell you, oh, this exact DLL is what is blocking it. You need to re remove that from your computer. And here's the steps to do that. And it's like, people that are not very good with computers are not going to know, like, how to go find a DLL on their computer and remove it or remove a specific driver for a specific device or something like that. 
Well, I, so, think, I think you're spinning this all wrong, though. This just means Valorant's only for the elites. PC gaming <laughs> master race only. If you don't know how to manage the drivers on your PC, I don't want you playing Valorant. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> it's just funny because it feels like they could add some active like um, memory scanning and like do some threat analysis stuff. And now you got a whole antivirus on your computer as well. <laughs> or more. In addition or to some anti-cheat. It's it already seems... scanning all your 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 yeah. old out of date stuff. Just let it scan for viruses too, you know. It just seems like a strange level of control and a strange depth of of you know gathering information from your PC. Mm-hmm. For just literally an online game when their main quote unquote concern is people cheating. Freaking Tencent, dude. Yeah. They want so all your data. That's the real scary part is that I don't know that it's an oversight. Probably not. <laughs> Very much may not be. And what's even scarier is I don't know that this is going to slow things down. I don't, you know, Alex is right. I think, you know, people who especially have that are not PC literate are going to struggle to get this game to run, but it's not going to slow them down in terms of the desire to actually play it. I mean, clearly there are a bunch of people who want to download and play this game. So nobody's going to put them in check and say, hey, maybe this was not the best decision for your anti-cheat to run at a kernel level. Yeah, I mean, if it was some small indie game, people would be like pointing this stuff out and there'd be like a boycotting of it and then it'd be like done. But considering this is like the most popular game right now and it's from the developers of like the most popular game before Fortnite existed. That's a sad right. statement. Fortnite, to say. Fortnite probably overtook League of Legends, right? Almost certainly. I mean, probably. we can check. Twitch is usually a pretty good barometer for these things, right? Where, where are the kitty winks? That would also mean that <laughs> Grand Theft Auto is huge still. It is still. It's still in the it top is. five on Steam. Yeah. yeah, it's like Grand Theft Auto is still like a top seller. Fortnite is about 100, 130,000 viewers more than League of Legends. In terms of viewers on Twitch, right? Which obviously uh, that's not the same, but pretty good. Uh, this this just means just chatting is right like numbers. the third most popular video game. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, <laughs> so I love just chatting. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple other things about about Valorant. Um, they also are implementing uh, the Overwatch style um, uh, suggest for ban. Um, you know, like reporting system if people uh, are cheating. Post launch, I mean, smart. Yeah, but I mean, I get. I guess I don't understand why. If you're getting, if you're going to that level, anyways, how? I mean, maybe they just assume that people are going to be able to go around it, anyways. I don't know, but that I mean, seems to me that's more of a this person is toxic and racist mm. than cheating, right? Sure. Okay. So yeah. like usually when I into... when people when I get report people in Overwatch, it's because they're toxic as fuck and they're ruining the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Not because I think they're cheating. Yet, for some reason, I can still play. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to note about Valorant, I think it's kind of cool, is they are trying to solve one problem with uh, online uh, first-person shooters, which is mainly that the the peeker always wins in a in a one v one combat situation, meaning the person who's moving around the corner is typically the person who's going to get 
not necessarily the faster tick rate, but he's going to get the kill because he can see you before you can see him because of the server tick rate. And Valorant servers are running, first of all, at a very, very, very high tick rate compared to a lot of online games. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing 128 tick servers where most people are doing like, what, 30, 60, 45, somewhere in that range. Yeah, yeah. I think Overwatch is 60 on competitive. Yeah. I think we talked um, about this last time, actually. And I, I think that's neat because that really is a problem. I mean, you can tell just playing Warzone. I mean, that is exactly what happens. If you are the first person around the corner, you are peeking, you are getting the kill, period. If you're sitting, you're dying before you're even seeing the person come around the corner to shoot you. And it'll be interesting to see if that that really does anything. They also talked a little bit about they um, did a lot of analysis of where like the primary location they should put servers in order to get the best tick rate for everyone in the U.S. And so they've like strategically placed them throughout the U.S. to make sure that they have low ping for for everybody so that it's very, very evened out. Can I just ask? Yeah, Uh, this seems all well and good. And I'm just wondering... Just because we have the ability to like have anti-cheat at that level and mm-hmm. have this game be this popular, do you still think that everyone's just going to be sitting there after they die and just go, that guy must be hacking? <laughs> I mean, of course. Because, yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. I, I just I feel like it's not nearly as large of a problem as people make it out to be. I, and the only reason I think that is every single game of Overwatch I play, someone always gets accused of hacking. And I'd be damned if any of them actually are. Yo, like, they're are like, you moderately good? You must be a hacker. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> oh, man, that widow must be hacking. And I was like, no, that widow's just good at getting headshots. Like, I don't like they're not and it's very obvious once you like confront that person playing that character you're like oh wait they're actually not that that you know they they're obviously not hacking they just got a couple lucky shots and now everyone in the entire lobby is just being toxic and thinks this person is like cheating the system just because they're good at the game and i was like no this is dumb look i've said it once and i'll say it again if you have the audacity to be good at video games you should be banned forever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i hope valorant turns off your computer <laughs> I, I i just feel like there's it's it's it, it doesn't make any sense to me that and i also feel bad because i've been on both ends of this like the, with this meme that's been very popular of like Oh, you just wanted to come home and relax after the day, but you need turns out you needed like a part-time job playing this game to even compete with basic people. And mm-hmm. I I've been on both edges of that coin. Like I I try to play magic and I I can't. I I think I spend about 2 hours on magic online every day just to get a single win cuz I am fucking bad at that game. I am bad at Magic the Gathering and I know that. And I'm just like I'm I I was just like Man, I I guess you just need to like you know have a part time job playing Magic to be able to even be be a little bit competent to play that. But then on the other side, like I have played put so many hours into Overwatch that I realize that I am that person that is just dunking on people as they come home from work. Man, and it'd so- be cool if you did that when you played with us, though. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, get, let me play support at some point, and you got it. <laughs> Just tank your just tank your SR and Overwatch that so you can play support. It'll be fine. Don't worry, I'm working on it. I'm, I, I think I dropped 
300 SRs, so just let me let me get there. Um, let's talk about a couple other things outside of Game World. Um, Film-related stuff, primarily. Uh, Artemis Fowl, first off. Alex? Yeah, I just thought this was interesting um, because we've seen the movies that came out in theaters just before the coronavirus that went to online streaming very quickly and then we've seen like a bunch of movies that were supposed to be coming out in theaters that all got delayed because you know they need a audience that can watch them <laughs> and, make money. Um, and this one was interesting to me because it is a movie that was supposed to be coming out soon but they have not moved the date back they have just said that they're going to put it on disney plus in june i think wow i, so I it's think... no longer coming to theaters at all it's weird I feel like this is their test movie to see if online streaming will work for like the big budgeted blockbusters that they have in their pockets. I feel like that's exactly what this is. Is it has to be a, a, some sort of case of like they're not too worried if they lose some money on it, but it's most likely that people will subscribe to watch it or whatever, or like people will be talking about it, and so they're like, yeah, let's see if putting that like our actual like main titles instead of going into the theaters because obviously that's not going to be able to happen anytime soon mm-hmm. let's see if we can just stream them like netflix does like i feel like that's what this is the test case for because they pushed back everything else like yeah, it definitely like, seems like it oh all the marvel stuff no nah, we'll do it later don't worry about it but they're like no let's keep this let's keep this and i feel like that's got to be the reason is is they're like well let's see what happens i because mean maybe this is just a new outlet the streaming services have definitely shown that there's success with launching movies on the platform instead of in theaters. I mean, Netflix is clearly the king of it, and they've done it fairly well with some of the films that they've produced. Granted, they had a rocky start and a lot of movies with just purely Adam Sandler for a while. We've moved past that. <laughs> also, uh, if the, anything that's popular on Netflix right now it gives me any indication is, Jesus Christ, they need quality content because I... I can't go back to work and hear more people talk about fucking Tiger King or what's the new one like the uh, like super hot hot bodies. Oh, too hot, hot to handle. Too hot. Yeah, like I was like, no, Literally I can't. All over Netflix right now. <sighs> Man, I listen. I'm gonna listen. flip a lid when you log on. When you log on to Netflix and it shows you that the number two most watched thing in the United States is the Green Hornet right now. The movie is it? Yes, that movie's not good. <laughs> no, it's a bad no. movie. You're like ah. Maybe I need to do something else. We're, get that, some more the content. one with Seth Rogen, correct? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's upsetting. Uh-huh. Very. Um, so have you heard any other movies besides Artemis Fowl, Alex, that are just going straight to streaming? None that I've noticed. Trolls I, did it? I noticed this one. Oh, that's true. Did Trolls but, do it? Yeah, Trolls World Tour whatever did it. So I don't... That did happened it really? already. That I that 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 launched. I don't know if the anybody... McElroy brothers didn't make it to the big screen. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty upsetting. Wow, the release date is April 10th. So they had, I mean, had to. That's have gone so disappointing. To- That's <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> that is the funniest damn thing that's ever happened on this podcast, gosh. and it's not ours. Oh gosh, so oh, good. Those poor boys. Um, okay, so 
outside of movies that were just just released because they just came out and they ended up going straight to a streaming platform, let's talk about other recently released movies like Rogue One. Oh, well, it's not it's it's not necessarily recent released, it, but it is uh, part you don't of say. the whole. <laughs> so a lot of people have been doing this, like you know, like watching in groups, you know, watching video uh, movies that you you know with your friends and stuff like that from home since you yes, can't I'm, actually I'm go over. Yes, I'm familiar with movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? So so IGN has started the series of uh called um home the from home theater something like that um and so basically their thing is is that they grab directors screenwriters actors like people that are involved in these films they have them jump into their little zoom call and they then watch the movie with you know they have some ign staff and and these people and they watch the movie together and while they're watching the movie they provide some commentary and questions about the movie creating it you know stuff like that and or and also being a soundboard for uh you know the the community of just being like hey what do you guys have questions for this person that created this film or you know worked on this film so i ended up watching the one for rogue one they had the two uh two of the script writers of Rogue One on, and so you just you they have a little timestamp, so you just queue it up at the right time, and you press play on both, and you watch the movie with them, and you you know you you hear them uh, talk about it, and it was actually f- fascinating. It was really cool. Uh, you know, I got to watch Rogue One again, which I think is still one of the best Star Wars movies ever made, and yeah, I got to learn neat tidbits of you know how some of the stuff came to be, like why how they came up with the name Scarif. Uh, turns out a Starbucks barista butchered the name of the director so bad that huh. they wrote Scarif on the side of the coffee cup and they've loved it so much. They're like, that's the name of a planet. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, neat stuff like that. Um, so if you have, they, they've done, I think, five different movies now. So check out. Maybe they've done a movie that you like. If you like Star Wars, I highly recommend the Rogue One one. It's very interesting to hear about like the roles that Jin Erso was going to play. Uh, they had the an idea that her mother was supposed to be a Jedi, and so like she like lived through Order sixty six, but then dies at the beginning to um uh, to uh, Krennic. And they also talked about how Krennic is very influenced by uh, Inglorious Bastards, and they wanted to like very much make the same parallels between um, God, I'm forgetting the actor's name in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, but they wanted to like make sure that they were like, yes, this is very much the same kind of person, uh, and make him feel that way, and just kind of all this is other stuff about Star Wars, and it's very neat. So. I recommend it. Check it out. It Maybe like there's just, some stuff. Looks like they just did uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, so that'll that'll be neat. That's a good movie. Hmm. Um. So yeah, just something else to put on your radar. And uh, that started off my. Well, I mean that that was part of my huge Star Wars kick that I've been in. I talked about the other week about the tabletop uh, that I, I was starting with my friends, and I started it. And holy crap. Uh, it's it i wasn't quite prepared for how broken some of the rule set is in the star wars tabletop oh oh boy uh yeah i was like i I came up with like this really good 
first kind of encounter with my group and i was like yeah you guys have to infiltrate into this imperial base and just disable the starfighters and i was like that'll be fine you know you shoot some stormtroopers you go in you go out you sneak around a bit so it's not ton like super combat heavy so there's just only a little bit of combat to get them used to it and also you get points for kind of you know, destroying quote unquote uh start uh starfighter without actually having to you know fight one because that's going to be something that you only do various levels on you know higher on and sure enough my my friends walked into the imperial base and one of them is a force user and he just picks up the starfighter and smashes it down on the entire like group of stormtroopers and kills all of them and they just done then they walk out and i was like fuck uh -oh. I, yeah i was not prepared uh it was it was it was pretty good but i was like um i need to make things harder i guess uh but yeah it's fun if you're stuck at home play some star wars tabletop play any tabletop you know aaron's been playing a bunch of rpgs try out some of those if you want to watch some star wars stuff watch some star wars stuff i just started watching clone wars it's really good i think the character design is really bad but the story is at least interesting First, pretty good. I've been watching it too. How far are you in the Clone Wars? Like four episodes. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm. I just finished season one. Hmm. You just so, like start a show for like three episodes, Aaron, and then stop it for like a really long time. Sometimes, yes. I feel sometimes. like you do that a lot. for like ever. <laughs> Not forever. That's just Steins Gate. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Steins Gate. Avatar. Where you at, in Avatar? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm done with book one. <laughs> Okay. Oh wow. So you only got two more to go. Yeah. I started rewatching Avatar after you started watching it for the first time and I finished the whole series like a long time ago. I was gonna say, Alex, why don't you just like head upstairs or downstairs or whatever direction of stairs in the house that you're in? <laughs> stairs do in fact go up <laughs> and down traditionally. They you do have, have bi-directional stairs? It's crazy. <laughs> so not all stairs. One way are only. You should you should install escalators. Actually, I should install <laughs> escalators. Yeah. No. So smart. First of all, yeah. those things weigh way too much to be able to support be supported on these two teeny little beams to hold the you house. You should up. install escalators beams. and make Get them all down beams. escalators, and then we can always go up the down escalator. Mm. My God, to just get like a slight workout every time you go upstairs. <laughs> mm -hmm. <gasps> I mean, you could. Yeah, we could do that. Let me. I'll look. Or into you could it for put you. a switch on them and swap the direction. You know. You can't get oh, a wow. switch. No matter. <laughs> I'll sold out. It's ridiculous. Wow. Uh, uh, so I, I think that's all we got. Is it anybody else? Anybody got anything? We're light on notes this week, guys. I can talk about Batman more. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk no, about I think one good. piece of news I looked up and found. What yeah. piece of news, Caleb? End us on a there's, good piece of news. There's going to be a crisis remastered. Why? I don't know. So that you can, we can get back to the question, the most yeah. important question. Will it run Crisis? Really? Correct. Mm -hmm. Got to get back oh to that, God. right? That's Will it run Crisis important. Remastered? This is the new question. <laughs> yes. It's all. I wonder matters. if they'll remaster it to an extent to where, like, no modern PC can run it. Yes. Good question. Yes. I hope they do. I highly doubt it. It's going to be on Switch, so I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say probably not. Not if it's Switch so powerful, good. It can but... only be played on a Switch. <laughs> uh, on that note, thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time.
This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.